welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey, West Virginia. Are you ready to get down to business? Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share with you their positive business stories. We publish these stories on iTunes, on our website, PositivelyWV.com, and through print publications like the the State Journal. Our goal is to help educate and inspire business people across the Mountain State with these positive success stories. Positively West Virginia is a passion project of mine. Like you, I get tired of hearing that West Virginia is at the top of the bad list and at the bottom of the good list. That's not all the time, but most of the time. You guys know what I'm talking about. So I thought, what can we do to move the needle just a little bit in a positive direction? That's when this idea was born. One of the things I love to do is talk to people about their story, especially their business story. That's why my team at Interaction Media started this podcast. We want to do our part to help tell great business stories and help promote the great business people who are getting it done in our state. This week, we're going to learn about one of those people, Mike McKechnie, president of Mountain View Solar, located in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Mike, are you ready to get down to business? Absolutely, Jim. Let's go. All right, Mike. I'm so glad to have you on our show. Thank you for taking time out of your day to talk about your company. Mike McKechnie is president of Mountain View Solar. Mountain View Solar was founded in 2009 in response to the growing need for renewable energy in the four-state region, and we're going to learn about that in a few minutes. Their mission is to enable people throughout the region to utilize solar energy to experience energy independence and environmental stewardship. As an aside, Mountain View Solar is also known as MTV Solar. You may have seen their sign, their logo around the state of West Virginia, MTV Solar. Mike was awarded the West Virginia Environmental Council's 2008 Green Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Most recently, he was awarded the SBA West Virginia Minority-Owned Business Small Business of the Year in 2018. That's this year. He is a frequent speaker for building association meetings, civic organizations, environmental fairs, schools, Shepherd University, the National Conservation Training Center in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, and local and state government level meetings. As part of their mission to promote renewable energy, um, one house at a time, Mike is a consultant to the building associations, building suppliers, general contractors, subcontractors, homeowners, designers, and architects. Since Mountain View Solar's inception, Mike has continually participated in giving back to his community with organizations such as Habitat for Humanity, the Laurel Center for Abused and Battered Women, as well as the River House, a community center for the arts in Cape and Bridge, West Virginia. Mike, you are a busy man. Take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your personal life. Well, Jim, thank you. That was a great introduction. Um, I think you covered a lot of it. Uh, we've been building contractors in West Virginia uh, for 20 couple of years and switched to solar in 2009. So we're, we're building contractors working in the solar space. We are an energy company working in solar. That's what we, we talk about it with our, with our team here in Berkeley Springs. So that pre- was pretty well encompassing. Uh, what, you know, what might have been, what we might add to that is that we're very passionate about helping people in West Virginia go solar. 
we've got over 70% of all of the solar projects in West Virginia were done by our company in the last 10 years. Now, well, yeah, it's great. We're in a four-state area, so we're pulled into Virginia frequently. We're pulled into Maryland frequently. But as a rule, we'll travel five hours in West Virginia, and we'll stay out of the Beltway area in Maryland and Virginia. We just prefer to work in West Virginia. And the West Virginians here locally in, in the eastern panhandle and all over the state have been very supportive of solar energy. It's a, it's a lot to learn. So it's an educational sale. So that's the reason why we spend so much time talking about it is people need to learn about it. And after 10 years of doing this, we've seen the knowledge level increase. The consumers that are contacting us on our, through our social media sites are better educated. They understand solar panels, they understand net metering, they understand batteries a little bit. And they're really the knowledge level has really come up. So we've got uh, more and more solar companies operating in West Virginia. We think that's a good thing. People say, ah, oh, wow, Mike, you got competition. I'm like, there's plenty of work. More and more people want solar. So this is not a, you know, a, a competition thing. It's about let's move the needle on renewable energy in West Virginia. And I'm here to tell you that whatever report you're seeing out there, the NRL report or whatever one, all of those are a little bit low. There's, there's more solar installed, and there's more people installing solar every week in West Virginia um, and the surrounding states. So we just feel lucky to be here at the right time in the right place and um, be able to work in our local state. Right. Mike, break that down into 30, your 30-second elevator pitch for MTV Solar. Gotcha. Okay. We are an energy company working primarily in solar. We provide solutions to the consumer, residentially, commercially, and municipal entities to help them with their energy bills. Solar is one facet of that. Energy efficiency is another one. And beyond that, um, figuring out how the commercial utility bills put together, the demand charges and reactive charges. That's the energy side of the company. So we're here as a total energy solution provider. Awesome. Mike, how did you guys get, how did you personally get started into this line of work, this business? Well, that's good. Good question. It was um, sometime around 2004, my brother and I, Pete, um, started a building company and Pete worked with me in the solar company for a number of years. We were building a really nice timber frame house here in Berkeley Springs. We're standing seam, metal roof, and, uh, you know, a, a large budget for the natural stone work. It was like the pillar of our building career and halfway through the project we're looking at each other and we're like wow is this it you know that's it we kind of reached that that mountaintop and we're like that was the you know the pinnacle of the building industry for us it was like that's the the final piece on the top so we're like what are we gonna do now so we started looking at renewable energy and um and essentially started learning about it at different events in colorado and california the turning point for us was a visit to the to the solar decathlon event that was held in Washington, D.C. every two years for a number of years. And that event is open to universities across the world to participate. They take 20 teams and they all compete with a solar powered house that they have to build on their campus, transport to D.C., set it up, run it on solar power, take it apart and move it off the mall all in two weeks. So that event that we went to a couple of times really sparked our interest in this. And as, as it turns out, um, I, I'd been uh, going through some, uh, some, personal, some personal problems at, at home, ended up 
getting divorced and I needed a place to live. So we made a deal to buy one of the solar decathlon houses. And that's a whole story in itself. Essentially, we shook the professor's hand. I told him, I promised him I would pay him once I had the house installed on a piece of property I had. And when I had the equity in the house, I would get the loan from the bank and pay him, which we did. So it was one of those really unusual term of events that, that allowed us to buy a solar decathlon house from D.C., move it out here as building contractors. We put it back together. We gave it a 1970s passive solar look. Then we added the active solar to it, which was solar PV, which is electricity, solar hot water. And then we put up a 100-foot wind tower. All three of those forms of energy, we tested, managed, um, tweaked, and then learned how it worked before we offered it to the consumer. And that's kind of you know, the beginning of us going, hey, I think this is a good turn for us. So um, that's 2005. By 2007, I'm living in the house. I'm happily remarried. Life is good. And the housing market is, is climbing very, very quickly. About 2008, it starts to fall apart. We enjoyed our best building years in 2009, 2010, and 2011. We had a good backlog for building houses, and we were calling it green building. We were doing the green building before the word green came along, which means a house that's tighter, that uses less energy, and then it has less, you know, VOCs, less chemicals in the house. Um, Our family grew up in Europe as kids. We lived in Holland for three years and also England for three years. And uh, my brother and I and two sisters, mom and dad, we lived a different life for those three-year periods in Europe. Um, and then we came to the States and then back to Europe and then back to the States. So what we didn't know at the time was that that, that information was locked into us. And we're sitting there looking at this whole thing going, you know, houses need to be smaller, they need to be more efficient. And they need to be healthier inside. And that was the beginning of our, our green building career that allowed us to have a runway uh, that lasted all of it in 2011. So finished our last house in 2011. You've heard of net zero. We ended up with a net positive energy straw bale house, slab on grade with radiant heat. And that was the final house that we built. Took the money from the building company, started the solar company without a loan. That's how it started. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that, Mike, with us. What, what would you say your... The thing is that you're most excited about for MTV Solar right now. That's a big one, Jim. I'd say that um, we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary for just solar. I think it's next year. And that's going to be a time for us to celebrate that milestone. Small businesses are difficult to run, as, the, as your listeners are, are aware of. There's plenty of small businesses out there. It's a constant moving item. And then we have the fact that the solar industry is constantly evolving. So. There's lots of different challenges and, and have plenty of different business opportunities along the way. So as I look at all the things we might do, uh, what I get most excited about is learning more about how people are buying their energy, how it's structured by the utility, and how we're going to educate the consumers about where their dollars are going when they're buying energy. So renewable energy is the quick fix. People think, oh, wow, I got solar panels everything's great, and I'm done. Well, that's not true. Chances are based on your roof to zero out your electric bill. And the other side of that equation is, is chances are you're hemorrhaging energy with the inefficiencies in your home and in your business. So the energy efficiency side of the equation 
is what I'm really getting excited about. I've been excited about it for years, but I see that as the next component, generate energy, save energy at the same time with the same energy partner. It sounds like you're feeling, feeling a, a very important need at, a, at the exact right time. So that when those two things come together, you've got magic. Yeah, you really do. And, and the consumers are ready for it. There's a lot more knowledge out there. You know, West Virginia's got an energy efficiency push and movement. It's small and growing, but people are receptive to it. So as we know from the beginning years of solar, um, um, West Virginia's are, are you know, uh, contrary to what people might say about how it works here, they're very intelligent, well-educated, very well-researched when they're, when they're working as consumers. And that is our best client, people that are doing research. So that, they're ready for it, and it's time for it to happen. Excellent. Excellent. Mike is the president of, of MTV Solar. Uh, one of the things I always like to talk about is your worst business moment. I think there's a lot to be gained from sharing those experiences of our, you know, even though this is positively West Virginia, I'd like to you know, talk to people about their worst business moment. And, you know, take us back to that point when, you know, probably like one of the lowest points that you've had as a, as a president of, of Mountain View Solar, MTV Solar. To, to, to share that, uh, that story with us. Jim, that's a good question. I mean, I've got a couple, but I've got one that always sticks with me, you know, with that one that was like, uh-oh, type of moment. So um, we, here we are. It's probably about um, in 2011, we built the largest solar array in West Virginia, which is still the largest array at American Public University Systems in Charlestown, West Virginia, 407 kilowatts of a carport. So it's a large, complicated construction equation with some solar tied into it. So it's perfect for a contractor to do. So coming off of that project, we were, we were ready to conquer the world. You know, any project was, was possible. So this is leading into the, to the, what happened. So we get an opportunity to build a 1.6 megawatt solar array on the ground for a large California contractor. So I get the invitation for it. It, um, we, we had a relationship that allowed us to find the work and bid the project, and then we won the project. So this was in Salem, Virginia, and it was at a VA hospital for veterans, and it was on the landfill. A lot of old you know, veteran hospitals had a landfill way back in the day, and they'd been closed down and capped. So they had this, this, this brownfield, which was the capped landfill, that they were going to put solar on. And we thought, man, that is a great idea. First, it's renewable energy for vets. Okay, the vets that are there fought a lot of wars, and if, you know my my belief, and I be, and other people have the same sentiment, is that a lot of the wars that we fight on foreign lands have to do with energy, flat out. Is that there's an equation there? So we're thinking, hey, this is really really cool. Solar panels for vets on a on a brownfield, which can't be used for anything but solar. So we're not taking up farmland. We're not taking up future expansion property. Looks great. So we sign the contract and we take the deal. And we start working for this large California company. And we know them. They've been around a long time. I won't name them on the air. And we start working for them. And they, they just, they're just not nice people. They're just not cooperative. Their plans weren't developed well enough. We got stuck with so many of the inefficiencies that were designed. We were allowed to change some of them but not charge for it. So we get into this large contract with a huge company from California and, you know, that probably has a couple lawyers on staff. Well, we don't have any lawyers. 
So we end up with this wonderful opportunity, and it turned into a financial nightmare. We were locked into it. We couldn't get the project done and hit our budget. So it was clear, maybe I think it was like a five-month project. By the third month, end of the third month, I knew we were in trouble, and I had two more months to finish the project. And we lost a significant amount of money. We fought hard to get what we believed was, was due to us. Um, and ultimately, it was, um, it was a super large company beat up on the small company. And it was quite a learning experience. I think that was 2012. It might have been 2013. So I never did do the final calculations of how much money I lost. But I can tell you this. Coming out of that, we built it. It's a beautiful project. It's still there today. It's serving the veterans in Virginia. That's great. Um, what I learned from that, because you're going to learn, hopefully you'll learn something. After I got done being shell-shocked with the way that these large companies will treat small companies, it was, you know, it was guerrilla tactics. They were going to hold my check back. It was Christmas time. They weren't going to give me the change orders. They were going to lock me up in court for six months. And the guy in California said, can your company survive that for six months? And I'll tell you, it was, a, <laughs> it was one of those type of moments. It was really a brutal transaction. So um, we took what we could get, closed the contract out, and, and then we were done. So when I think about that project, I think about it as a large, successful project as far as it being built and working properly. On the financial side, what I realized is that we have to be very careful working with large companies. A lot of smaller companies that work with large companies successfully, we have as well. This is an example uh, of a company that turns out they were on their way out of business which they eventually went out of business within 12 months and they were pulling us down with them as they were going. And I found that out afterwards, the company was split in three pieces. One was sold, the other one piece wasn't, something else happened. They restructured, fired all the top people. So there's a lot of transition for them, but that was my worst moment. And then when I, and then it wasn't a moment, man, it lasted for two months and then it lasted beyond that. Well, Mike, thanks for sharing that story with us. There's several key takeaways for our listeners there, and that's that's. Uh, I appreciate you getting into the weeds, so to speak, on that. Uh, I'd like to take a few seconds to mention some of the incredible sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia. The State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allows us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. All right, Mike, let's get back to it. Mike, what would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? That's a good one. Jim, the best thing about being in business in West Virginia is that we have such a talented workforce right here, already, already here, built into our communities if we look for it. The vocational technical colleges have a wonderful group of, of young people and people that are relearning coming out. If you source those people out, you'll find really good employees. We have that system. We have the community college network, Blue Ridge. We've got a great young man from Blue Ridge now who was trained in the solar industry that we hired and he's working out wonderfully. So that That's program awesome. at Blue Ridge is working well. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Mike, how many, we, how many employees do you have there now at MTV? Uh, right now, we've just swelled up a little bit. I think we're like 24, 25 right now. And what's the, what's the long-term vision for your company? Um, Energy, we're an energy company, so solar will keep being our, our, it'll be our primary ticket, our generator for a number of years, but we'll transition to the energy company. So 
the transition would be would be the ESCO, Energy Services Company. And that model is something that we're all familiar with, whether you, whether you know the name or not. It's the company that comes in. Actually, it's, it's getting very popular here in West Virginia within the school systems. So you take an average school district, and we know schools have limited budgets, but they have high utility bills. They're also notorious for having old equipment. They don't have updated lighting, updated HVAC equipment, or updated controls and monitors to manage the systems. So what that means is that you're going to be losing lots of energy based on not having the updated equipment. So our vision is to do the ESCO model, which is a performance-based contract. So the example I would give for the school would be that, um, you know, MTB, MTB Energy, which is the company that will be launched soon, will come in and say to the school district, we can save you um, $800,000 a year on your utility bills. It's going to take a $3 million capital improvement. We know you don't have the money. We have the money sourced out from United Bank is one of the banks we've worked with. NCIF is another local, another bank that backs up the bank that we work with. And those banks would help us secure the funding. We put the capital improvements in at the school. They get a lower utility bill, and we're paid on the performance at about 25 to 33% of the savings. So if we save this school $100,000, they get 66% of it, and MTV Energy is 33%, or that's negotiable down to maybe 25%. Wow, that's a, that's a truly a no. win-win for everybody, no. isn't it? It's huge, because all that money, it's the bottom line for each school in each school district. It's something that should have been happening years ago. That's one example uh, of what our future looks like. Excellent, man. Thank you for sharing that vision. And sounds like you guys are, are heading in the right direction for for sure. Mike, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your personal success? <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Um, get up early and go to work is a good one. Um, that's been, that, that's a big thing for for most uh, most folks that work. Um, Jim, I, I'd say that having a positive outlook to the future. You know, small businesses have lots of challenges. There's up times, there's down times, there's times in between. Keeping a positive outlook and keeping my keeping my team on a positive outlook during, you know, the cold winter months when it's snowing or it's super hot outside. You know, keeping the morale of the company up by leading. So um, having a positive outlook when I first wake up in the morning, um, no matter what the challenges are, knowing knowing for sure that we're going to have a good day, that we're going to meet the challenges, that we're going to do it with ease, we're going to do it with with, um, with efficiency, we're going to work diligently to get it done, but we will solve the equations. And at the end of the day, we will have fixed the problems that we've had and continue to put solar panels on people's houses and businesses all over the four state area. And every time we do that, that panel is hooked up, it's turned on, and it's working. There's nothing else for us to do. It keeps making power for the next 40 to 50 years. So the satisfaction that we've helped to reduce the, you know, the base load of energy a little bit for the people in this state and states around us is the satisfaction that we get. At the end of the day, we've helped the consumer reduce their utility expense. We've taken their utility bill and turned part of it into an asset. So it was an expense. Now part of it is an asset because you own the equipment. And making people's financial lives easier um, is, a, is a good thing to go to sleep at night thinking about. So the positive attitude and then um, keeping good 
folks that work for us and have a positive outlook on how the world works, understanding that if we work together, we can make it happen. I love it. Yep. Excellent. Mike, what's one one resource that you use in your business that you just can't live without? Oh, wow. Um, one resource. I, you know, Jim, the biggest resource I have, I say this, we just had our second quarter meeting. The biggest resource I have, the most expensive resource I have, and the one that I value the most are our employees. It's the team. Those are the people that make it work. It's simply the most you know, the most treasured asset that we have. We spend time developing, training, encouraging, and asking people to work when it's, it's hot and it's cold, but they don't feel well. Um, the resources is the, you know, it's, when I talk about the assets, it's the human capital. It's the people. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you're it sounds like you're doing a great job there in Berkeley Springs, attracting quality people too. And you know that's that's a that's a great um, great thing that you can do as a, as the leader. Uh, it's impressive as well. Mike, what's what's one book you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs, business people, people that are thinking about taking this idea? What's one book that you would recommend for them? Man, that's a good one, Jim. Um, I, you know, I travel so much, so I, I drive a lot, so I don't read books. I, I take all my books as an audio book on Audible. That, wor- that works, and too. I've, yeah, it works great. I've listened to a lot of them. Um, what, what works for me best is, is learning about, and this might sound a little deep, but this is, this is how it works for me, learning about the neuroscience of how our brains work, how we react to adverse conditions, how we react to the conditions that are good for us. The reactions that we have to the environment that we're in dictates the outcome. So if I was to talk about one particular um, audio book I listened to, the one that, that I, I listened to uh, on and off over the years is, is written by Bruce Lip, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and it's called The Biology of Belief. That content that's in that audio book or in the hardcover book um, if you, you listen to that, and if you start to understand how these, how this is working, this is a, this is a, you know, a doctor, an MD uh, for years and years and years, who is starting to understand more and more about how we act and behave in the environment that we're in. And the short answer is, as, as you, we've heard in lots of different religious connotations and, and different spiritual components, is that we really are in charge of the final destiny and the outcome that we have. The way that we react, the way I react to um, an adverse condition at, at work, the way that I react out loud and in my brain is telegraphed to my community of people, the customer I'm talking to, the employees listening, um, and it's, 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 it's sunk into me. So if I have a difficult customer and I feel like we are certainly in the right, and that they're in the wrong. We, we've all had those. How do I manage that without letting it um, upset me for the rest of the day? And how do I come to a peaceful resolution knowing that as a consumer, I really need to keep them happy? So, um, you know, it, you know it, it, it's like meditation. There's, there's plenty of different things. Praying. There's lots of different ways that people harness into this, this energy. But that's it. Dr. Bruce Lipton's Biology of Belief. Um, Listen to that thing, and then when you're done, go back and listen to it again and start to 
start to practice that and watch life change. <laughs> well, well, we have a we'll have that uh, on our uh, in our show notes, and then we have a repository, Mike. Uh, if you haven't seen it on positivelywv.com, a repository of every recommended book, and you can just click on it and, and get every book that uh, every business owner and entrepreneur uh, so far in the last seven months have, have recommended, and you can just buy it right on Amazon or Audible right there. It's Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's a great idea. Great idea. And actually, actually you know what? The, the good news is, is that uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton will be in Berkeley Springs this fall for two days. He's coming here as part of John Peterson's transition talks so he'll be here in berkeley springs and he'll draw an audience uh, from hundreds of miles away so That's look that cool. one up as well maybe i'll send the link over yeah man definitely we'll, uh, we'll put that on our facebook feed for sure mike if, if you could meet anyone in west virginia who could possibly help your company grow who would that be oh man That's a loaded question um, a- anybody in west virginia that would help our company grow yeah, we're all about making connections here. We're making a lot of them, actually. Yeah. So it's uh, just kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I would say um, there's there's some things that, that are possible in the state of Virginia that help schools, you know, that, that's not, that are not possible in West Virginia. And there, there's some, you know, it'll, it'll take a legislative act to get it done. But if we could get the political will to get, the, the, the folks in West Virginia to understand that solar panels are going in every state around them on municipal buildings where taxpayers are paying the bill and they're reducing the bill and that reduction in the bill goes straight to the bottom line. And then that school district or municipal district uses the money for their programs that are so dear and precious to all of us that live in that community. So the nonprofits at the schools, the municipal functionaries, all of those, if we reduce their utility bills, that money is found money for the state of West Virginia. So we could get third-party financing. It's called power purchase agreements. To get that to be allowed to the Public Service Commission in West Virginia, we follow the suit that's happening in Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. So all the states around us have so, adopted this. Yeah. So it's not one person. That's, a, that's an amazing idea. I talk about it at every, every energy conference. People say, wow, let's do that. Like, yeah, let's, you know, can you help? It's been nine or 10 years of working on that. John Christensen does our, our work down in Charleston, and we've been talking about it and pushing for it. And then if we could move the needle on that one spot, we would save energy. And the investment of money comes from within the state and out of the state, and it lands on the school district and saves them money. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Very cool. We'll see if we can make some some of those connections happen for you. In closing, Mike, what's the best way our listeners and readers can learn more about you and your company? Oh, great. Thanks, Jim. Always always ready for a plug. Um, We we have become very proficient at at managing our website and our Facebook page. So what we have there is lots of current information, lots of current photographs, and then we have a very active blog. So the blog is going to be talking about all of the current things in the solar industry, you know, in the mid-Atlantic states and in West Virginia. So if you get onto that, there are, you know, mtvsolar.com and join our Facebook page and become a follower, what you'll see is lots and lots of education and lots of information. We are a very um, low-pressure sales group. We believe that people will buy solar when they're ready. 
We know that it's an educational and informational sale. So we want people to learn and learn and learn more. And then when they're ready, we would love an opportunity to quote them for the project, install the solar panels with American-made panels. That's a big push for us. Uh, so it's one of the things that's made us popular against, you know, in our areas, something our competitors don't always have is we source out American-made products, which we think is important, and we put those onto the projects that we built. So mtvsolar.com and Facebook, and then participate in the learning experience. Absolutely, Mike. That That's wonderful. Yeah, we'll, and we'll have links to that in our show notes and on our social media as well. Mike, thank you so much for being a guest on Positively West Virginia. It's been an honor and a pleasure. You guys are kicking butt over there in Berkeley Springs, and I just appreciate you being uh, on the show to tell your story. Jim, I want to thank you, uh, your organization, all the people that put this together, and then all of the listeners and viewers. Um, I think this is I – didn't, I heard about this somewhere. I read about it. But I didn't know what it was or what you were doing. And I love the name you have, Positively West Virginia. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, I'm signing up. Let me get involved in that. Because we, we're doing a positive thing here for West Virginians. And I'm glad that you have the foresight and your team has the foresight to get this kind of information out into the news world where we have something good to talk about. Not all the bad stuff we see. I think it's wonderful. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely, man. Thank you, man. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by The State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Mike McKechnie and Mountain View Solar, MTV Solar, our hope is that we in some way inspire and teach you by sharing these wonderful success stories in our state. If you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate all the, uh, the notes of encouragement, the social media uh, shares and so forth. And if you can just do that and keep that going, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, on behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga.